Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, everybody. Thanks so much for being with us on a fine week to do a PGP because I am on the road. So glad you decided to stop on by. You can download us. You can listen to us on all of your normal podcast platforms, whatever it is that you use, we are there. Fear not. Just search The DA Show. And when you find us, subscribe, rate, and review, and that helps other people find it. Also, the Permission Granted Podcast has its own podcast feed because it's a big deal now. You can just search Permission Granted on your favorite podcast platform to just get this if you listen to us live every single day. And because I'm in Kansas City and I'm doing a couple of shows from out here, it's because I've got the reunion show that I just did yesterday for the first time in 14 years returning to Kansas City. You can watch that show. We're going to upload that to our normal podcast platform. But if you would like to watch the show, we're going to upload the entire show to YouTube as well. So that should be very cool for our listeners to enjoy. So, Mraz, first off, you had challenged me to how many meals of barbecue I could eat while I was out here. I was going to have approximately five meals. Actually, I think it's going to be, let's see, yeah, five meals. Came in on Monday night, had dinner, then had two meals, lunch and dinner yesterday. We'll have lunch and dinner today and then fly out after the show tomorrow. (laughs) Dinner, barbecue, Monday night. Then had a pseudo-breakfast yesterday, a breakfast burrito, very good, after the show for kind of lunch-slash-breakfast. Then wanted to make sure I was ready for dinner, had barbecue last night, deciding on my, my choices tonight. But if I only hit two, if I don't eat Q for lunch or dinner today, am I making a fatal flaw? I, I'm going to give you a pass on not making a fatal flaw because you did spend five years in Kansas City. So this isn't your typical, maybe you'll only be there a couple times in your lifetime fly in and out though i would argue unless you had some other maybe great steak restaurant or as we joked throughout italian or something like that i would say if you're not going to do the third tour of barbecue what would really be the reason why would it be fatigue because sometimes you got to push through the fatigue 
And this is something that I was thinking about. What's the reason not to do it? Is the reason not to do it because you're taxed on barbecue? You think there's too much meat, smoked meat in your system? Or because there's another elite meal or restaurant? In other words, if I go out to dinner tonight and it's not barbecue, it better be a great restaurant because I'm punting on 10 great restaurants that do barbecue around here, you know? That's precisely it. And if you're worried about how your insides might feel, I know you're going to get sluggish after, especially if they're a third one. You mm-hmm. know that your body will regulate and you'll be fine two weeks from now. You got to play for today, not play for tomorrow. Mm. It's pretty good advice. I was interested, though, the last couple of nights, especially yesterday. We did the reunion show yesterday afternoon, and my executive producer, Kling, Josh Klingler, and then my friend who was the technical engineer like Pete the Body's role, B-Dub, Brian Williams. The three of us wanted to go out to dinner after the show. And so I said, hey, invite the the fams as well. So both of their wives came and their kids. B-Dub has one, Savannah, who's my goddaughter. And then Kling has twins who are now ninth graders. So we had a bunch of us at the restaurant. So we were originally going to go to a place named Q39 and... They couldn't accommodate our size party. And I'm like, wow, it's only like 5.30 because we had gotten off of the show at 5. So that's kind of early, but this place is super, super popular. And we went to their second location knowing that the first location was going to be very, very crowded. So, okay, let's try a different place. So we ended up going to Joe's Kansas City. That's the place that's famously in a gas station in Kansas City, but they've opened up two others. All right, slight technical difficulties there as the line cut out back here at 610 Sports in Kansas City. they got to take it for a different broadcast, so now I'm back over the phone. So, Moraz, I will finish my story over the phone, okay? Okay. So we end up going to this other place, Joe's Kansas City, which, like I said, known for used to be the original one to the gas station. This one was one with way more space. We end up sitting down at a at a, a table to make sure we got the table, but you still got to get up and wait in the barbecue line, put in your order, then take it from the counter to the table. Well, Kling ends up getting pulled over by the cops for making an illegal left turn out of the station yesterday. Oh. So on the way down to this restaurant, he's delayed. So we go, well, we'll hold on to the table until he gets here. We, want, we don't want to eat without him. We're there at 530. He comes down maybe closer to 6. And he's like, well, I'm already, I'm here. You guys have the table. Let us sit down at the table. We'll go get, you guys get food. I said, no, no, no. We're at the table. We're talking. You go get food. So they get in line. We can't tell where the line begins because we're sitting at a table kind of in the back. Finally, Kling's getting his food. He's like, okay, you guys can go get your food. We go, and the line is out the door. We kept looking for the end of the line. It is out the door into the parking lot so we have to now stand in this line to wait for the barbecue now look it's worth it i posted pictures of it on instagram it's one of my favorite barbecue places in kansas city thus one of my favorite barbecue places anywhere pulled pork texas toast side of spicy fries is just to die for but i'm like does everybody in this town eat barbecue all of the time i mean this is three different restaurants and there's like a hundred barbecue places around here and all of them basically froze us out because it was so busy. This is a town, Moraz, that you have to visit because all they do is eat huge amounts of pork. 
Right, and with all due respect to the tourism of Kansas City, and I know it's the city of fountains, and I'm sure everybody loves going there and flocking to the barbecue. I can't imagine the reason that all three of those places were waiting is because everybody's flocked in from out of town ahead of the 4th of July and needs their barbecue. I'm sure there's some of that, like you're in from out of town, but my goodness. I mean, to and, and by the way, not a weekend night, DA, where you know that the standard go out to eat on a weekend. We're talking about what, Tuesday a Tuesday night? Tuesday night? A Tuesday night. How does it, I know I try to eat good Monday through Friday and I fail, and I know that there's probably a lot of people who diet go with the same philosophy. How can you diet in Kansas City if, if every night of the week there's a line nearly out the door of some of these places for barbecue? It's impossible. I don't, I don't think you can. This is why you go to Arrowhead and there's a lot of 3X Patrick Mahomes jerseys. There's a lot. <laughs> 3X Derek Thomas throwbacks. And I'm telling you, I'm listening to the radio yesterday, and the hosts had a tease for next week where the question of the week is going to be, what's your favorite side with barbecue? <laughs> like, this whole town just revolves completely around barbecue. I went down to this plaza area, which is a really cool shopping area, and I wanted to pick up some stuff, some souvenirs. And I'm looking around, and there's hats and T-shirts that all have the different barbecue joints on them, like they're the Royals or the Chiefs. <laughs> you can go get your Arthur Bryant T-shirt. You can get your Joe's Kansas City. You can get your Jack Stack. It's like you got to pick your team in this town and rep it on a T-shirt. It's insane. It, it is true, because I've, I've obviously traveled, been to Chicago. Obviously, we live in New York, and all the food you would think those towns are known for you're not walking into gift shops and seeing the logos of the certain restaurants, and those are the hats you're buying and repping, which that's my kind of town, kids. And to be that proud of whatever barbecue place you line with is unbelievable. Pretty awesome. So the show yesterday I thought went well. I thought it was really, really fun. Me and, and Kling and B-Dub doing the show together, having our friends call the show and having old characters call the show and playing some old bits and having some production pieces was a lot of fun. I do think I probably stuffed too much into it, and I came out, I think, too full out of the gates. The first segment, I did a bit of a monologue. I had some takes, and I really waited that long to get into the meat of it because by the end of it, we had to cut some stuff out and shove some stuff aside in the second hour. I'm not sure listeners would have known, but me, frankly, I'm like, ah, if I would have, Quicken the pace in the first hour, first segment, I could have gotten to more in the second hour. Yeah, but I can't crush you for that. You're so used to doing four hours every day. First of all, your adrenaline's pumping. I listen to the majority of the show as well. And and two hours, frankly, you're thankful for the two hours, but it just it isn't enough. That you, you shouldn't really have to worry about making those drastic of cuts. And I don't, for somebody who never listened to you in the Kansas City days, I thought I got a lot out of it, if that accounts for anything. So if I got a lot out of it, I am sure the diehard listeners of the original DA show in Kansas City got plenty out of those two hours as well. What was the big takeaway from somebody that used to listen to the show since you, since you got to listen to some of it? Well, a couple parts of this. We've played the Herm Edwards stuff on our show, so I'm well aware of the, you know, the Hermgasms and all of that stuff. I guess I didn't realize how goofy Dick Vermeil was as somebody in my mm. mid-30s when you guys played that Dick Vermeil bit. And, like, some of the quotes he had, and I know some of them are obviously very much out of context. I was like, wow, Dick Vermeil was that off the wall. Uh, also, 
I couldn't get enough of the Stormbot because of you telling the backstory of how it came to be, which is basically you guys had a, a robot that would read the weather, but the robot would originally have some kind of sports take or something and something stupid and finish off with giving you basically the temperature because your bosses wanted you guys in the mornings to update the weather and you obviously are not meteorologists. And, and that, to me, was really I thought special because it told how we got here today at CBS Sports Radio because I know from working on the show with you for as long as I have, DA doesn't take no for an answer. So, Or basically, if, if a boss tells him to do something or he can't do something, he's got to find his own twist to make sure that he either can get done or can't get done. And if he didn't want to do weather and you're making him do weather, well, he's going to find a way to basically make a mockery of the weather while still giving you the weather, as only we can in a robot, when you consider the mothership and everything. Doing that, I thought, was very, very funny. It's Mission Kansas Impossible. File name, Stormbot. Timeline, 2004 to 2007. A cheeky British weather robot. Armed with a biting combination of sarcasm and pessimism. Known to find the negative in a chief's win. Less known whereabouts, retired in the Caribbean. I'm told it is retro week, and the DA show is back. This show is so big they have asked a kicker to join the show. No wonder this thing went off the air. And the <laughs> kicker isn't even Bjorn Nitmo. Lawrence Tynes, you say. That kick wasn't even that difficult. Stormbot craps out bolts bigger than that kick. Wow. Oh God, wow. Oh. Back and he's still salty. If people oh. are wondering what that is, that's our weather robot, Stormbot 610. So that's, that's good to know. That's interesting insight because Stormbot is such a bizarre character and a lot of people would not understand the context with a sports radio show. And I thought maybe this is too absurd and too out of left field for most people to get it. But it's the thing I get asked about more than anything else from people in Kansas City about Stormbot. And the backstory, as you just said, we were the evening show when it launched. And after a year, they promoted us to the morning show. And they said, now that you're the morning show, we need you to do traffic and weather. There was a traffic woman that would come on and give us the traffic every morning. But they said, you should give the weather as the host. And I thought that was so dorky and ridiculous that I would be like in, in the middle of a Trent Green take and they'd have to come out of break and be like, oh, and by the way, high of 52 today, partly cloudy, storms of the evening. Like, I just thought that was so stupid, and they would not relent. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be a better way to do this. And of course, this is kind of the pseudo-middle finger, like, you want the weather, you'll get the weather. I'm going to build a weather robot. And so we took this kind of program that would do text-to-voice, and we gave it a British accent, so he was a British storm uh, weather robot named Stormbot. And then he would give the weather, but it was really he would come out of breaks or after the update, and he would trash the Chiefs or trash the show or trash the Royals, and then just you know say, high of 56, partly cloudy. And then that was it, and so they got their weather. And this kind of took on a life of its own, so we played a bunch of, of segments of it yesterday, and it, it seemed to get some good, good feedback. But, yeah, it was... Definitely an early middle finger to management. It, it, there's another part of this that I need to bring up as well, which to me was was really eye-opening and amazing. And that is, you have a moment on this reunion show yesterday where you play back somebody imitating Jason Whitlock, who obviously we all know Jason Whitlock at this point, when you, I guess, had filled in on an, on a show for him. Is that, was it, do I have the backstory right on this? Yeah, J-Dub, Jason Whitlock, was, 
like the epicenter of the radio station when we launched. He was the afternoon drive host, and then we were the evening show. So we followed him for the first year before he moved to mornings. Okay, so the reason I bring this up, this prank call that comes up where it's clearly a joke and it's somebody imitating Whitlock, telling, saying how much you suck and, and this, that, and the other thing. Hello? Hey, hey. Hey, JW, what's up, man? Hey, what the f*** wrong with you, man? Well, well, what do you mean, man? I, I'm just, I'm doing your show right now. We're in commercial break. Hey, what, what's that sh- man? D.A., I left you with a playbook. Follow the f- plays that I lay down for you to run. J-Dub, I mean, have you been listening to it? I didn't think... See, that's your f- problem, D.A. D.A., I will tell you what's funny. See, you, you didn't learn anything from Freak. I told Freak he wasn't funny, okay? I told Scott he's horrible. He's garbage. You should be like me. I'm fabulous. Jason, you didn't have a problem the first hour we were doing it. I mean, I, where did this come from? First of all, see, that's your problem. See, you should listen to me. Listen to what I'm telling you, D.A. Damon Amendolar, I try to bring you in at the end of my show. This is what makes you great. If you want to be like me, stick with me, okay? I'm great. I'm J-Dub. I'm what made it happen, okay? Uh. Jason, what specifically don't you like about what I've been what I've been doing with the show? I mean, I, I'm sorry, I know it's your show, but w- what don't you like? It's horrible. It's garbage. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's the worst thing in radio. Yeah, I worked too f-ing hard for this. Shit. I didn't work all of this way. You see what happened to them other guys when I left them. You see those other guys, mm. okay? If you want to be like me, do as I tell you. Run the plays I tell you to run, D.A. Otherwise, you end up like the rest of them, son of a... Has it really been that bad? I mean, I, I'm kind of taken aback by this. Ah, Jesus! Freak, D.A., listen to what the I'm telling you, man. You're horrible. You're garbage. The, the How different you sound is so mm. amazing to me. Like, the, it's almost if, if anybody remembers The Sopranos and you get year one of Tony... If you get to year seven, Tony doesn't sound the same as Gandolfini playing Tony Soprano as he does in year one. And you could tell how much younger you were, still trying to find your right bellowing of a broadcasting voice, if you will. You listen to that bit specifically. It is as if you are a child compared to who you are now. And I couldn't believe the difference in just... The, and just frankly, how you sound. And it wasn't necessarily takes you had or the funniness of it, because I thought it was all funny. It's literally the sound of you is so incredibly different than it was for that stage of your career. Like, eye-opening different. You know, I think that's right. And when I went back through some of the archives to pull some audio to play on the show, I was... I was... Oh different I sounded I you know because I don't remember sounding different I just feel like I've always sounded this way but that's also that clip that you heard was from 03 or early 04 so that's now 17 years ago 18 years ago so nearly 20 years ago how did I sound as a broadcaster I I was way more raw my voice was a lot higher. I didn't have the same structure. I agree. And I was listening. I'm like, oof, I was a tough listen. And I'm kind of surprised I got this job because you couldn't maybe tell it there, but I sounded very New York-y back then. And uh, this is Kansas City. 
And I'm like, wow, they took a 24-year-old kid with a New York accent, slight, I mean, not, not as heavy as yours, but enough. <laughs> and I'm like, and they put me in the mornings? What were they thinking? I have no idea. So I almost wonder if it's because I, because I sounded different, because everybody in Kansas City has a Midwestern slight accent, and I certainly didn't. But I agree. I mean, I was listening back. I'm like, I'm glad these don't exist on the Internet. I'm glad I never posted them because it's brutal. I, I mean, I, I, that's what I was saying last week. Like, a lot of this I thought was funny. It really wasn't. I had to make sure that I found something that was still funny. A lot of it's not <laughs> funny anymore. Yeah, I mean, what you played yesterday throughout the whole reunion I thought was very funny. But, yeah, that part of it, I, I, I actually had to pause it on the app I had and pick it up live and, and call over my wife and go, you got to hear what the A sounded like. And she actually thought in real time that it was double imitation. Somebody was imitating Whitlock and somebody was imitating you. I'm like, no, I don't think oh, that's anybody wow. imitating DA. That is that is how DA sounded. She's like, how, did, how is that possible? That's how, yeah, it opened up a lot of eyes at the dinner table last night in the Mraz house. I'll tell you that. 24-year-old DA. Yeah, didn't Incredible. have his act together very well as a broadcaster. Needed, to, <laughs> needed some, some many, many years of... of of seasoning before I, I finally got there. So who knows? Maybe when I'm 60 and we listen to this, be like, oh, God, it sounded terrible. But it's kind of like what I said the other day is when you watch yourself on a home movie or you hear yourself on a voice recording, this used to be when you had an answering machine and, like, you left a message and then came home and you heard your own message. You're like, oh, I sound so terrible. That's kind of how I felt listening back to old arc. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, that you're right, and that gives me, when you bring up, you know, reunion shows for this down the line, maybe a 10-year anniversary show, hearing that yesterday makes me very fearful, though I think it's honest that I've never really tried to deepen my voice, and I'm probably going to just sound like a high-pitched squirrel anyway, but regardless, I'm very fearful of down the line anybody hearing what I sound like. <laughs> well, yesterday was a special really appreciate uh, 610, as I said in the air, allowing me this. And I'm excited to come back as well because it means that I'm going to be back in studio, even without Phil, and I'm going to be hanging out with Pete and Bobby and Bogues. And I know that we've been in the friendly confines of our homes, and I know that that means we're dealing with commutes and earlier wake-up calls and longer days. But i got to be honest, I'm kind of into it. I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. I'm happy that we're coming back in the summer, too, and not necessarily getting thrown to the you know the rigors of football season, which are very busy. But I do have to lay it on the line, to be honest. I hate that it is timed out that I am on vacation when you guys return. I absolutely hate it. I hate that I'm going to feel like the, you know, the guy late to the party. I'm going to be the yeah. guy not used to whatever the new pre-show routine is that we will all have. I'm going to definitely get ribbing from not just you guys, from everybody else who's been back for a week, two weeks, even longer. Oh, finally, nice of you to join us. I essentially, somehow, some way, because of the timing of all this, will basically be the last one in the company through the doors, and I hate that I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, you're going to get, you're going to hear it. Everybody's going to take you down for that. So, sorry, enjoy that in your vacation. Yeah, great. Well, that's side A. That's the recap of uh, my trip here, KC. I'll be on the air Thursday morning from Kansas City as well, so I will talk to you guys then. Enjoy Bogues and side B, and uh, if you're lucky, maybe uh, my breath will still smell like barbecue when I finally get back to the studio. <laughs> Let it on me, baby. <laughs> It's side B of the BGP. It's Mraz. How are you? Andrew Bogus joins me as well. At Mraz CBS at Andrew Bogus, where you can follow us. Why not? We'll give a Twitter plug off the top. Bogues, hello. Welcome back from a lakeation. What's going on? 
Yeah, thank you for that. And more importantly, uh, it sounds like you're okay right now. We're very nervous as a show about your health, more so than normal, because we are you know, almost two weeks into you having something going on inside your chest cavity. Um, so I'm glad that you have the strength and the fortitude to be here today for, for this podcast taping. I thank you very much for saying that, acknowledging that. I guess I could lead with that. You're right. DA tried to allude to this. The two days you were on vacation, and he really wanted to get your take on it, obviously, and we got to it on Wednesday's show as well. That So yesterday, Vogues, we had, we had a dissection of how Mares has tried to uh, hide <laughs> his, his black lung. One is when he laughs, he just does an S sound. <laughs> then the other time is that he tries to, like, Lily foot around. He's like, <laughs> not allowing that real, you know, throaty laugh. And it's both of them. You can tell Mraz is holding back. And it's really, <laughs> listen to this. That's my real laugh. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're perfectly fine. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Schwartz's vet is the next option, DA. I have, I've seemingly healed up. I feel great. I really, truthfully feel great. Every part of me feels good. I'm exercising again. I just, I feel fully healthy. Uh, talking feels good. No lack of energy. Like, everything is fine, except if I really, really have to crack up and laugh. And you know me, I can't control when I laugh. I, it's just the bellowing deepness of my laugh still isn't there. And for somebody who has such joy in laughter and obviously laughs daily on this show, there is a cause for concern that two weeks later I can't get my laugh back, Bogues. Yeah, you're certainly right in that the world needs to hear your laugh daily. And any any day without that laugh is a bad day for the rest of us. So – and I did see it. I should have mentioned this on the year to maybe calm down some of your concerns or maybe even DA's concerns. But way back when, when we actually worked in a studio – our elevators had that little like information screen in there that had the weather, some news headlines, and it would have some like random facts. And I remember reading on that screen one day that the average cough, so the average cough, which means that's the middle function, that's the middle number. Some are longer, some are shorter, but the average cough lasts 17 days. That's two wow. and a half weeks. So you actually, if this is just a cough, you are under the average length of the situation. So it does, on one hand, seem like a long time, but maybe it's not actually that long of a time just yet. Perhaps, although it's odd because I don't cough. Like, I only cough if I really, really crack up. And as DA said, I do the... Yeah. Like, I can laugh, and I'm trying my best while I'm letting out that laugh to kind of control the octaves, but the cough isn't... That's what scares me, right? If I had a cough... And that's the reason I could laugh. I could get that 17-day thing. But are we counting that 17-day thing based on my laughter problem? I mean, is that what we're thinking? Should I mean, and then, and then really, like, how far back do we go for the start date? Because when did you maybe technically have a cold, but it wasn't a big deal, not that noticeable yet? So, yeah, we, we don't know where we are in a 17-day window if you have a cough. But I guess my point is, is that we think – that you shouldn't be sick for this long. And maybe you should be less than perfect for this long because that's just the normal course of things working their way through our bodies. It's funny you say that. So I, I just did a quick search because I know the first time I had the tickle, a little bit of a tickle, mm, this is weird, I'm not swallowing right. 
but I felt fine. It was just that first instinct of maybe a little scratchiness would be happening. We know what the next that Friday would be, but it was Wednesday, June 15th. It was the night of Kevin Durant's amazing game five, which, you know, obviously me and DA are still arguing about with the Milwaukee Bucks. June 15th. We are taping this on June 30th. That beginning tickle to not being mm. able to laugh today, that's a two-week stretch we're talking about at least. So if we come back from 4th of July weekend and this is still an issue, then maybe we should be worried because then we'd be firmly past two and a half weeks. And I have a shutdown week. I'm shutting it down 4th of July week, so hopefully hopefully that will be okay. And on that note, Bogues, the 4th of July is absolutely here. DA will be off a summer Friday. As, as American as apple pie, is DA off on a summer Friday. On, I guess the date is July 2nd, correct? That would be Friday's that date? That is correct. Okay. Yes. So you would think normally, Friday into the 4th of July, for years and years and years, before even Bogus was a part of the DA show, that would be some sort of hot dog eating extravaganza on the DA show. And due to company changes and lawyers getting involved, we can unfortunately no longer have wienerships like the once proud glory days we once had. But you know, generally speaking, I believe it was last year as well, we still like to bring back some characters, maybe a Badlands Booker for an interview or whatnot. I don't know that that's going to happen this Friday. However, I could tell you, for those questioning whether our bands we joke about the show are real, I could tell you they are. How about this email I received, Bogish, from a director? Do you want to hear it? Of course. Okay. Here's the email. Uh, Thought this might be something you guys are interested in on the DA show. I'm arranging a radio tour for Joey Chestnut. The number one Oof. ranked eater in the world holds multiple world records, 75 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. He's a 13-time Nathan's champ. We'll be offering him on Thursday, July 1st and Friday, July 2nd. We feel this would be a good spot for the DA show to consider. Would you like to have Joey on? Email I received. Now, I've sent an email back. Unfortunately, we will have to decline on Joey this year. Frankly, not a not a big enough hot dog name personality for us to have on the show this year. If you have Badlands Booker, I'd like to consider. Did you use frankly, by the way, on purpose? Pun, I did. pun intended there? I did. Good for you. I did. This Good is actually, and to be fair, this is a PR director that I've never dealt with and is not, not through Nathan's. Or maybe they are and Nathan's has since changed who they've used to promote this hot dog contest, but it was an, an unspecified email. So I felt fine in saying this because it's not somebody that I felt like I was going to burn any kind of bridge with, you know what I mean, as far as like a really big guest that we could have had on and all those relationships I've established. But I wanted my hope here was that this response somehow, and it probably won't, but gets back to Joey. You're not a big enough eating name. If you have Eric Badlands Booker, we'd consider. Well, but because that you know not? he needs I'm... a shot to the ego. He took a shot at us. Sure. No, not thinking we were big enough to eat hot dogs on. He needs a shot to the ego back. I get that thought. I just don't know the chances of that response actually making their way back to Joey. I wonder if it you could have, and I don't even know if Da wanted to do this, but had you said to this person. Hey, you know, we had Joey. Have you told them the story? We had Joey on. It didn't go well. We, you know, we had fun saying he was banned from the show, but we're open to like making amends here. And you got Joey to come on and apologize and like work his way back into the show. Nope, 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 nope. No, nope, that's nope, it, right? 
Well, there's a couple problems here. And, and frankly, we know because we've had these eaters on the show. Joey Chestnut, I'm sorry, he's a bland personality, Bogish. If he's not eating hot dogs, he gives you nothing. Like, what, I got to ask him what his routine is before eating hot dogs or DA does? It's not going to happen. He's not a funny enough personality to bring on. He's very dry as it is. And because he would be via the phone or Zoom or whatever now, of course he's not going to eat hot dogs on the show. So he wants to be promoted here ahead of this hot dog eating contest. He wants his annual 15 minutes of fame every year. And because there's no way it could involve eating hot dogs because he'd be over the phone, now he'd be okay with it. I do not forget. People do not forget what Joey Chestnut did to the DA show. Disrespected us after there was an agreement to eat hot dogs. He did not. That is why he's on the ban list. I will not give in, and I will not not be a man of my word. Joey Chestnut is not welcome on this show. Now, to your point, if Joey Chestnut said, yeah, I'd love to come in, yeah, I'll leave 50 hot dogs on the air, maybe that would be the only avenue to make amends because now you're proving that you will eat the hot dogs on the air. It's like it's like going to watch Mickey Mantle hit batting practice, and he refuses to hit one out of the park. He starts working on his bunting. You're in studio to eat hot dogs. Eat the hot dogs. You even brought in the 50 hot dogs to eat, and then you oh, I didn't agree to that? That was a bad moment of DA show history, one that, frankly, troubles me to this day and always gets brought up around this time. But you're not going to pitch me Joey Chestnut for a phone interview when he's disrespected the show in studio and wouldn't eat the hot dogs. I'm sorry, Bogues. Not going to happen. A ban is a ban. That's fine. I do miss, though, aside from Joey Chestnut, what a glorious morning when all of a sudden one year there was just a Nathan's-themed hot bag of dogs and buns Nathan's mustard. Ugh, I mean that was glory. You don't expect gifts like that in and this was old this is a long this is an original newsroom. This is a long time ago. We had our own space, our own walls. We were separated from WFAN and their part of the floor when we were in there and this bag just dropped out of the heavens at like seven in the morning and you at first thought, uh Nathan did seven no 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 no. It <laughs> might have been the best Nathan's ever because it was unexpected. It was free. I think they had been there a little bit longer than they we thought. They were like kind of uh, maybe some more flavor had kind of cooked into it. They were they were perfect and that has not happened in years now. And you bringing up Joey Chestnut, aside from those bad memories, I get the good memories of that Nathan's gift promoting the contest a couple of years ago. You know, DA brought up the fact that a bunch of us had to go back to the studio, and you're right. Like, those are the moments you live for, the unexpected food drops at radio where you see salespeople you didn't even know worked in the office come flocking in. Those are the moments, and you're right, Nathan's had a few of those moments, and I love a good Nathan's hot dog. I absolutely do, which, again, everybody does. How could Joey Chestnut not eat one of those? They smelled so good when they came in because he, he has his regimen. You got one week a year we need you to eat hot dogs. Eat the hot dogs, Joey. Eat the hot dogs. You trot out over the phone and, and, and break down what your technique is. Get lost. I got no time for Joey. I'm sorry. I got no time for Joey Chestnut this week. I really don't. I hope he loses. I hope he goes down in a bag of flames. Uh, and, and honestly, he's ruined it for me, Bogues. I loved watching this contest every year. I absolutely loved it. Like, kids love watching the slam dunk contest. I loved watching the, the hot dog eating contest. And in the five years or so that has followed Joey doing this on the show. I'm sorry, like, the luster is off. My dad, my sister, everybody gets into it. And the last couple of years, I've just kind of been like, eh, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I, I'm not focused on it. I'm not into the intros. He ruined an, a, a sporting event for me. You know how hard that is? I love sports. And Joey Chestnut ruined one of my favorite events of the year. 
and and really shame on the rest of the circuit for not figuring out how to catch him and giving us the hero that you need. I mean, where I don't even know some of their names. Eater X, our boy Bat. Like somebody needs to step up here and knock this guy off his pedestal for the rest of us. And no one has yet. I mean, it's just they're, they're letting us. They're letting you down in particular. They're letting all of us down by not taking this guy down. Yeah, I mean, he is single-handedly the greatest dynasty in sports. But so, and people, people love. He's a fake. I'm sorry, he's a fake. He proved he was a fake that day on the DA show. I had to get off that off my chest. I had to peel back the curtain because you listeners, frankly, Good. would have no idea. You, you know, we joke about the ban list. You would have no idea that that happened this week. DA doesn't even know what happened this week because I hadn't had a time to tell him. Uh, yeah, that happened this week, and I revealed it here on Side B. I have declined Joey Chestnut being welcome back on this show. I will not stand for it. I have pride, Bogues. I have pride. Well, good, good for you. Sticking to your guns and not, uh, you know, not letting him back in easily. Good for you for being strong in your principles here. All right, Bogues. Well, you, Bogues, why don't we check everybody out? You're you out on Twitter at what? <laughs> at Andrew Bogish. And you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at MarazCBS. Have a very happy Independence Day, everybody. Catch you back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 